following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, sometimes people will talk, even on this radio program, they'll say, well, I just know that I'm an enabler. Or they'll, they'll say that somebody else has been an enabler in their situation or somebody they care about. I think people are, are sometimes mixed up about what that means. What really is an enabler? Well, I guess if you dropped a, a puzzle piece of the jigsaw puzzle, you could pick it up and help somebody get it back into the puzzle. Don't, I don't think it's exactly that, though. <laughs> but, you know, an enabler, um, this, and I, I remember when I didn't know what that was, and I was hearing people use that term uh, a number of years ago. An enabler enables a dysfunctional person to stay dysfunctional. An enabler um, will help, like let's say it's an addict or a, or any kind of dysfunctional person in their lives to continue on with the addictions they have or with their wrong behavior without main, maintaining a boundary. Uh, codependency involves... Uh, being too dependent on someone or, or, or on something that actually can't meet your deepest inner needs. And so it's important to understand, you know, some people say, well, how do I know if I'm an enabler? Well, you're an enabler if you perpetuate another person's destructive behavior by protecting that person from the painful consequences that instead could actually serve as a motivation for change. Let me, let me just illustrate. Uh, the enabling parent allows a teenager's, let's say, drug habit to continue with no repercussions, even to the detriment of other family members. Um, the teenager says, Mom, I, I, I have to have some money for, and they'll t- say something. Yet, you know that if, that if that teenager's on drugs, more than likely it's to, to um, support the drug habit. And you don't finance, and yet I've talked to many parents who do finance the teenager's drug habit. Uh, the, an enabling wife calls the husband's boss. Oh, I just want you to know my husband has the flu. Uh, we we think um, that maybe it's just a twenty-four hour flu. So he he he's going to hope to be back on Tuesday. Well, he doesn't have the flu. He has a hangover. And the point is, she's lying trying to protect him, and yet if he's an alcoholic, the problem is he needs to face negative consequences as a motivation to change. Now, I have said 
to certain people. How many lies have you told to protect the reputation of someone who has a destructive habit? How many lies have you told uh, to cover up so that that person won't face consequences? And, and the reason it's important is because the Bible has strong words to say about those who protect the guilty. This is Proverbs 24, 24. It's easy to remember because it's two 24s right in a row. Whoever says to the guilty, you are innocent, will be cursed by people and denounced. Now, that's pretty strong. And, and I've seen many, many people cover up for the negative behavior of, it can be a friend, it can be a family member, it can be someone who um, you like very, very much, and you just don't want them to suffer negative consequences. When the negative consequences, that's what typically is needed that in terms of that that category that, that the repercussion they need that in order to serve as a motivation to change i think with an enabler are you in this is this is something we could all ask and i remember i remember with a friend i didn't I knew that this person was at times shooting, I'll say it this way, shooting herself in the foot. And yet, um, I, I remember protecting at times, trying to explain away some things. And yet, I was, I was wrong because that person needed confrontation to be able to see that she could not continue on treating people the way she was treating people. So pray and ask God, am I an enabler? Am I an enabler? June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org ccl. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their lives. It's Ministry Multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get to our caller in just a moment. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. I want to recommend to you the resource that each night's caller receives as a, just as a gift from our ministry for being on the program. It's a 31-day devotional called Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. And if you'd like to get that devotional in your hands, uh, written by June Hunt, just a couple of pages a day, and so helpful to uh, really see God's perspective on you. And uh, so get that for, through uh, customer support again at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you would like to speak with June about the, something that's happening in your life and you'd like to get some perspective on that, really a biblical perspective, and uh, see what God's heart is on your situation, give us a call. We'd like to have that conversation with you. At The number is 800 for excuse me, 800 917 And when you call, you'll just leave a message for us. We'll get back to you, talk to you about your situation and what questions you might have for June as uh, you'll uh, as you talk through that topic together. The number again, 800 917 800 644 4817. If you'd just like to submit a question by email, you may do so at askjune at hope for the heart. Org. Well, let's get to tonight's caller. We have returning this evening, Abigail. Well, Abigail, I'm so glad you've called back that, that we have the opportunity to talk again. Um, how can we help you? Well, I, I spoke to you, uh, June, uh, about my daughter, Ruth, and um, that she had a live-in boyfriend, and that concerned me so much because... She wasn't taught that way. Now, she is an mm-hmm. adult. She's, you know, in her early 30s. She's 30, 31. And, okay. um, but she's, you know, I, I, I did tell you that my son passed away. And um, I did tell you also that I had uh, spent some time in prison. But And she took care of my son. But due mm. to COVID, my son passed away. And here recently, oh, and when so she sorry. went back and went back to work, she's saying that she just uh, 
she misses taking care of someone and she feels like she should be taking care of someone. So this young man, she thinks she should, you know, he, he actually has the same name as my son. I believe mm. he may even be learning different with ADHD or something like that. But, okay. um, but she feels obligated. And I was just talking to her and I said, you know, um, because I'll be going back. I was, you know, telling you before that I was concerned with staying at her house and he was there. And I just told her, I said, I respect you and I respect your home. But if I'm going to come there and stay, you know, oh, after yes. your surgery, then he can't be there. I said, just, that's just disrespectful to me. So they agreed and that won't be happening. But this will be my first time meeting this young man. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm trying to, to, to she, she, she says she knows what the Bible says, but she's gotten herself caught up into something that she's still trying to figure it out. And I keep talking to her about, well, you know, let the Lord figure it out. Well, I, I just want to show Christ to mm. this young man when I see him. But I don't want them to think that I think the way that they're living is appropriate or that God is 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 pleased with it. And I know she knows it's, it, 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 it's not good, but she seems to have this pull on her because of my the death of my son. And she is lonely, you know. And I said, well, you have a pet. <laughs> she, but she's <laughs> She's lonely, and I, I'm I'm just wanting to know, in the meantime, what do you do with, with a prodigal child? Um, because she says she's a believer, and she's not acting like it, but she believes she she believes God is is, is giving her grace. Uh, while she says she figures this out, but. She has some mental things going on, and she's in therapy, but I I don't know if she's Mm -hmm. a Christian counselor, but my question to you mm -hmm. is, what's my part? (sighs) First of all, I just want to say, I really think you're wonderful. What you said is, I want to show Christ. See, the thing is, um, it's easy for some people to condemn others. And you and I know that if a person is a true, authentic Christian, they know the Spirit of God will convict them. That's, that's his job. That's one of his jobs. Is, and he, he, he convicts us, and I say us, when we do something wrong, when our attitude is wrong, when our words are wrong. Uh, and, you know, I even pray. I pray for good guilt. I don't want, I, you know, I'm at a point where for a long time, um, you know, I, I would hear, oh, you know, guilt is bad. No, it's good. In other words, it gets us on the right road. If I am driving down 
a street and let's say you're driving down a street the problem is we're on the same street but it's a one-way street and I'm going the wrong direction I need to feel like I'm heading the wrong way I need to see you your car approaching my car and somehow we're going to have a collision if I don't move because we're technically in the same lane. My point is there's times when we don't even know we're on a wrong way street. Now, that the job, again, of the Spirit of God indwelling us is to convict us, to counsel us, and that, 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 that's separate. The, it, the, the conviction... I would, I would, I know you're saying, but she says, and I heard you say, she says she's a believer. If she's a true, authentic Christian, she will, the Spirit of God will convict her. Now, does that mean she'll immediately change? No, not necessarily. Uh, some will, some won't, but some will try to figure out, well, what do I do? By the way, are they... I'm I'm going to assume they're having a sexual relationship. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, okay. Ma'am. Well, um, that's uh, I, I would assume that based on what you said. So the point is, for her to have an uneasiness uh, uh, is is right, and pray that she not not for vengeance' sake, but that for her sake that she will want to turn to do what God would want her to do. And the truth is, the Bible has a lot to say about when a sexual relationship is appropriate. It's in the context of marriage. A man will leave father and mother and be united to his girlfriend? <laughs> no, no, it's, not, not quite. No, no, no. it's the word is wife. And they will become one flesh. So the one flesh is that interaction, a sexual uh, expression of, of love. It's, it's for bonding in marriage and the making of children. But that's why it's a misuse of God's gift of, of the sexual relationship uh, when it is out of co- the context of a man a husband-wife relationship in marriage. That is the only context in the Old Testament and the New Testament. That's what Jesus states, so that um, he only presents a monogamous marriage in in the New Testament in the context of of what is a, a gift from God in the sexual relationship. So, having said that, I, uh, I, uh, am I, are you, well, it sounds like you weren't sure if she is a true, authentic Christian. Well, or, you know, now that I'm, now that you're, you're, you're speaking, you, you said something that, you know, you said that, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit convicts you, and mm-hmm. I know that's what the Holy Spirit does, and I know that she said that, she knows what the 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 word 
says, it's a lot about her feelings because, you know, I I, I, got to say she, or remind you that she, that she, you know, she was overweight Mm -hmm. and she feels bad about, you know, being overweight and not having anyone and this young man who, she says he's handsome and good looking. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so she didn't think she'd ever get that, and so she's tried to hold on to it. And it, she, he's on a different, even level than than, than she is as far as like education and and um, you know, it does He's not even working. He doesn't even know what he wants to do. He says, but she said he reminds her of my son. And so mm. I don't even think that, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, well, and I guess I should tell you this too. Thank you. She, she has a brain to me. Mm. And it's a pituitary uh, tumor. It's on the pituitary gland. Yes. And it hasn't grown anymore. She's been taking medicine for it. But her hormones have been different. But even with that, and when I say different, it's, she's now feeling more uh, like she wants to have a sexual relationship when before she would, you know, she wasn't. And so I don't know if that has something to do with it as well. Are you saying in any way that you, are are you thinking that she is in a life-threatening situation that, that she could die sooner or does that have nothing to do with it? That has nothing to do with it. Okay. The tumor is there, and they said that it it, it, uh, it, it makes her hormones fluctuate. Okay. And it makes and it, it affects the sexual the sexual part mm-hmm. of hormones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When we come back, I'm going to mention something to you that uh, okay. that I have used with um, someone in a similar situation Uh, and it really seemed to anyway I'll share you an approach Uh, but I appreciate that you care Do you have a heart for people who are hurting and broken? You want to throw them a lifeline but sometimes you just don't know how Lifeline to Hope is a brand new, one-of-its-kind caregiver training designed just for you. Using video-based instruction from leading experts, plus relevant case studies and interactive exercises, you can discover how to effectively provide support, encouragement, and spiritual care. The ultimate goal is to connect lives in crisis with a new or renewed life in Christ. This 10-week Lifeline to Hope program can train and deploy a small, effective group of caregivers in your church and community. Be the person in your church that brings together caregivers to become better equipped to meet the hurting. Discover more at lifelinetohope.org. lifelinetohope.org. 
If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We are a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. And we exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of our ministry. We thank you. If you have any questions or concerns about tonight's topic, uh, we have uh, many resources for you. Just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. And uh, they're available Monday through Friday. Uh, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help guide you to God's hope through these resources and uh, get those into your hands. Their number again is 800-488-4673. I want to recommend to you our Keys for Living called Codependency, and uh, that is uh, available for you as uh, calling them at customer support. The subtitle for that is Balancing an Unbalanced Relationship. Also, there are the Keys for Living called Considering Marriage, And that's called, Are You Fit to be Tied? Again, the number 800-488-4673. That's 800-488-HOPE. Or email them at customersupport at hopefortheheart.org. Now back to tonight's conversation with Abigail. Well, my friend, um, what I know is that you care about her. I'm not hearing that you are a condemning person, that's one of the most obnoxious things uh, that, um, unfortunately, people who call themselves Christians and then they look down on others, it's, it's, um, it's a, a very negative thing to experience and doesn't draw people to Christ. You said that you want to show Christ. And just as Jesus, like the woman caught in adultery, he looked beyond the fault, saw the need, and then he met the need. He he didn't camp out on what she was doing wrong. Now, this is one thing that I'm going to mention. I remember uh, driving a car... um, that's not important, but I'm recreating the scene. Mm-hmm. There was someone involved in a sexual relationship with someone else. And this person was defiant and defiant, not necessarily toward me, because she had reached out to me. And mm-hmm. she wanted to know, would she go to heaven? And so we were dealing with her, her 
initiating everything. I did not know her. I'd gone to a doctor's office, and she calls me on the phone. Could I have lunch with you? Could I, could I take you to lunch? I said, well, I could take you to lunch, so I did it that way. <laughs> and then I said, what would you like to talk about? And then she wanted to know, and she described a little. Well, she said, if I am doing this, and she described it, um, uh, would I go to heaven? Or she said, do people who do this go to heaven? And and then and then I said, well, tell me about you. Well, anyway, so we got it. I got into her life, and it was fascinating. But the bottom line is, almost everything that I now she started coming to church with me, and she hadn't been in church for ten years, uh, and wow. she was twenty twenty eight at that point, but she had been. Um, She had resentment because of when people found out what she was doing, they, they were uh, people. Uh, she was put out of the church. And uh, now I'm, I'm talking with her, though, and she is very, uh, she's very drawn to the Lord and drawn to the Bible study I was teaching and she was very drawn to and yet and I didn't start out talking about giving up her lifestyle at all but then I finally said because I knew this other person was not a Christian I said did you did you tell me you really love this person and she did, yeah. And she said, oh, yes. And I said, well, how doesn't love do what's best in behalf of another person? And she said, yes. I said, well, why would you be in a sexual relationship with that person knowing that that would bring God's condemnation on on that person. That is the only thing that turned her. She said, I've never thought of it that way. And she she remembered becoming a Christian and it was life changing for her. As a as a teenager and and a number of things that happened and it was and she felt for the first time that peace of God and, and it, was, it was an amazing story but then she was seduced and then um, so now I'm telling you this I'm, I'm being trying to be very careful how I phrase it but I, I remember my words I'm, and and I said if you say you love, a person, don't you do what's best in behalf of that person? And she said yes. And because of that, she um, moved out of the home that they had bought together. Left in her case, just gave everything. Didn't and and knew she needed to do a, a have a different life. Because it's so, I, I, and I'm I'm not saying that that's what you should say, but I'm just saying, 
I saw a dramatic difference. And other things that I had said. Now, part of this also is you being the light. The Bible says um, that you are the light of the world. You, as a Christian, sweetheart, you are light because you have Christ in you. And so one thing, am I understanding that you're going to be meeting him? Yes. Um, um, Ruth will be having a, a, a surgery. And um, yes, he'll be there. Uh, mm-hmm. she, she said, you know, she said, I really want you to meet him. She said, and the same thing you said, this other young lady said, I love him. And I said, hmm, okay. And she says, I know you don't understand. You don't understand. Nobody understands. But I, I love him, and I want you to meet him because I love you. And I said, okay. Okay. Now, is it a, you can love someone. Is it a marital love that she thinks she has? I don't believe she does because she says she asks. God, now is this somebody that you really want me to be with? I said, now you ask God that? I said, well, how did you get his answer? And she said, well, I'm I'm still uh, figuring that out. I said, well, you know, God gives you his answer uh, usually in the word of God. I said, Mm -hmm. you don't have to go very far. And, because uh, sometimes she'll cut me off. You know, she wants me to listen. And mm-hmm. I do listen. But sometimes she cuts me off. And so I, so that I can't keep the conversation going, I just, you know, kind of back down and, and um, just let her talk. And then, you know, sometimes I just don't respond because I don't, I don't really know what to say. This is something that mm-hmm. I just, didn't think I'd be dealing with that. Well, one thing you could say, when you said she thinks she is a Christian, it didn't, it didn't you say, oh, no, you said that she yes, says she's yes. a believer. Okay, then, then, then ask, do you care what God says? And then if she says yes, do you care what then God's word says? Because... It, this the Bible is called the Word of God, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so what does the Word of God say? Well, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. It says, "What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever?" Right. What, it says, "What fellowship does light have with darkness?" darkness. Now. I, I believe that you had indicated when we last talked, or the first time we talked, uh, it um, the only other time we talked was that he was not a believer. Yeah. And and as he was he had not committed his life to Christ, uh, no. and the issue is not believing that, like uh, the, the way I say it is the enemy of God, Satan. He definitely believes in Jesus, but not to yield his will to the Lord Jesus. My That's point is, is, you... Okay, That's what well, it is. He's explained, he's explained to her that he 
knows who Jesus is and he believes in okay. Jesus. I'll tell you what, I'm going to send you two things. I'm just going to tell you right now. And the second one I maybe would like for us to talk to a little, uh, talk about a little bit more, but I'm going to send you something called Considering Marriage. Okay. In other words, you, I mean, there are people who can have a wonderful, you know, tender, uh, or, well, a, a tender affection for someone. Now, you've mm-hmm. described, and you, you said it well, you said she misses taking care of someone. Mm-hmm. Her mm-hmm. her brother died, mm-hmm. and at one time he had she had taken care of him. And now I'm just saying that, yeah, people can miss taking care of someone. That doesn't mean that they should marry someone who actually is not a true, authentic Christian, because. Um, <laughs> The the cons. Mhm. I know that's true. Well, honey, look, God, sweetheart, God has put you and your daughter's life, and I say that we think, well, of course, He puts no. She wants a relationship with you. It's it's not like you're just there. She cares. She cares what you think. And that's good. So you can help her think, because I guess in a way, you you could say, you know, to, that we can we can love people. That doesn't mean everyone we love. It's a marital love. It's not. And the issue is. God knows when it's the right time to bring the right person into our lives if there is to be a marriage. And so my point of sending you this is it'll give you some things. And it could be, you know, you could even just give it to her and just say, I, um, I was sent this. And I thought you might find it interesting. It's called considering marriage, you know. And it and the subtitle is, "Are you fit to be tied?" <laughs> and and the first scripture is, "Above all else, guard your heart." June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, depression, and suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. 
As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-917. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. If you have questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 keys for living to address your situation. Call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can help you access the resources you need. Let me recommend to you the keys for living called Codependency, Balancing an Unbalanced Relationship. Also, considering marriage, are you fit to be tied? And those, and as I mentioned, many other resources are available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. I want to point you to an area of our website as well you might find interesting and helpful to you. It is uh, Just go to the website, hopefortheheart.org, and find the blog button at the uh, top of the page there. It's a blog, and uh, that will show you, uh, it will open up all these articles and video messages that we've uh, placed there. We have uh, topics such as bullying, just really practical help from God's Word, also resources on suicide prevention. We have uh, blogs on worry and the promises of peace that come alongside to overcome worry. Also, uh, God's grace in sexual addiction. There's so many good, helpful blogs uh, that for you there that you want to go to hopefortheheart.org and find those resources. Hope that helps. Well, let's uh, get back to our conversation tonight with Abigail. Well, Abigail, uh, help me understand, are, is your daughter getting surgery for the, um, no, the, the, not tumor? For the tumor? Okay, no. is it for the weight? The, yes. the, I thought you had, for some reason I had that in mind because yes. of when we previously talked. Well, you know, if... Um, what I what I've talked with a lot of people, or a lot of people have told me that when they've had this surgery, uh, very specifically, uh, that they uh, can become much more attractive to members of the opposite sex, and then certain things change, and sometimes relationships change. It's very interesting. Uh, uh, my friend Jeff just mentioned that uh, to me. He said, you know, there were so many who uh, 
so many divorces that take place. People, all of a sudden, they're changing partners um, because of the loss of weight. There's a dynamic change. Now, I'm not trying to tell you that that's going to happen. I don't have a crystal ball, and I don't want to have a crystal ball. My crystal ball broke anyway, and I don't want to have another one. Uh, never had one, but my my my. What I'm saying to you is, you're um, for you to uh, show interest. You be the Christian who represents Christ because you do. I I mean, in your heart, I in your the now the two times we've talked, you your your concern is you love your daughter. And you want what's best for your daughter. And you know what it's like to have a, a you, you know what it's like to grow up, or, or I'll just say, you, you know what, it, what it's like to have an abusive husband. You know, you, you understand the abuse side of life. You know what it's like to even to make wrong decisions. And you describe that to me. And you were very open and candid. I mean, I, I really respected how you talked with me the first time we talked and you going to a shelter. Um, but, it, it, you know, it's, it's really um, important. See, those things sensitize you to the pain of others. And I don't hear that you're condemning. I hear that you care that your daughter literally have the blessing of God on her life. And and so now this man, um, he he needs to see who knows what he's really seen. Has he been exposed to authentic Christianity? To really receive Jesus as his personal Lord and Savior. Um, the point is I have found, I have, I have a number of unsaved relatives, and every time I go into a family situation, which isn't often, but I'm very aware that I, I pray for God to put whatever relative in my path and that we would have a very positive conversation. I ask questions, well, you know, tell me, what, what do you love doing? What are you interested in? Uh, do you have a passion? And I start, and then I start going and talking, being interested in them. Mm-hmm. And then periodically, I, if there's something that God has me to say about, uh, you know, having a relationship with Christ or whatever, I, I don't, I don't prescribe it, but I can tell you, I ask a lot of questions, mm-hmm. and I do that because. Um, it gives us insight, and it can earn us the right to be heard later and valued. And uh, you know, it's it's interesting. And but you know, with with a number of my relatives who are not Christians, they 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 really in, you know, they really respect me, and they um, they but but they know where I stand too. And uh, one, one of my nephews who could sit on his dreadlocks, they're that long, 
he brought a girl. Yeah, he so he was, you know, involved with this young woman, and uh, I just remember the last time he was here. He said, "Well, I'll I'll sleep on the couch, and she can sleep in the bed." I said, "Thank you," and he said, "I know that you would prefer that." I said, "Thank you," and and you know. I didn't have to say it. Now, the fact, but then he wanted to sit in. He wanted them to sit in on Hope in the Night, and they did. And lo and behold, if it was not the perfect kind of call, exactly what they needed, I could not have prescribed it more. And boy, was he thinking. And you know, it, but but my point is, you're on assignment by God in your daughter's life. Yeah. And she knows that you care about her. You don't have to say, I don't think, I mean, I'm, you, you said you weren't sure what to say. You said, I don't want them to think that their behavior is okay. They know, they, I mean, she knows that, doesn't she, already? Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, she does. So I, I, don't, I, I don't think you need to say what you already know they know. Um. But that you can, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You, know, you know, there's only one Holy Spirit, and you're not Him. Right. Isn't that true? <laughs> right. He's so right. if He's the he if the He's the, the right there. <laughs> if He's the convictor, yes. And that's what He uh, wants to do: is to let us know when we're on the wrong road, going the wrong way. Uh, headed down the wrong path, making the wrong decisions. And so pray that what is right for her, she'll have a peace about. What's wrong for her, she will have a lack of peace. And then you be loving toward her. Um, you be loving in terms of, again, love does what's best for another person. For this uh, man in her life, you show interest in him. There's no telling what you might end up sharing. Uh, like um, specifically, uh, there could be something you'll be led by God. I'm thinking about a woman who I was leading a, a conference, and there was a huge a Q&A time. Um, in the afternoon in Florida, and I and I just remember one person talking about a couple that were living together, and you know it's like what what should I do as a mother? And so someone else raised her hand, and this mother said, "Well, let me tell you what I had." She said, "My son, uh, in this case, it was a son, um, it had this live-in." girlfriend, and um, she said periodically we would have them both for dinner, and I began to periodically just drop something off to her, like a rose or a whatever, and she ended up becoming a Christian. She prayed to receive Christ, and then she told her boyfriend, the the son, <clears throat> You need to become a Christian. <laughs> I mean, it was just amazing. The story was fabulous. 
But, you know, so it, instead of instead of her son being a good influence, it was the mother who was loving toward the the uh, live-in gr- girlfriend who so respected this mother who would periodically have them and I'm not prescribing for you I'm tell I'm just telling you I'm right. not saying what you should do but right. so, uh, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to flip to another topic because I want to send you something else I'm going to send okay. you considering marriage and just go through there and just see what okay. if and and it, who knows maybe um I mean, you may want to share that with her because you'll see that she's not, um, it, it could be convicting to her in a positive right. way. But right. <clears throat> the other is, based on your comment, you said she misses caring for someone. Yes. Now, this can be a huge draw with if when somebody's needy and that and so then they'll get into a very dysfunctional family sorry dysfunctional relationship but it's called in this case codependency do you know what codependency is or not really not well not really i i, I didn't think of it like that no i've heard of it, it can you tell me what that is I would love to. Could we talk again? Because this is really important. I promise I will send this to you. But to describe it, it is it is powerful. Notice the word dependency, and the co means with. You're with somebody else, and there's a dependency. But this is the this is why it's such a pull. But it's fascinating. By the way, I know what it's like to be. codependent years ago I didn't know that term some it's all of a sudden I'm reading and thought oh my soul because I let somebody have too much power over me but that uh, I'll explain it and you're going to find it interesting because so often it's like I need to be needed I need to be needed that's what I'm hearing you're saying that she is feeling Yes, and it, yes. but it's so you. We we will have a fascinating conversation. Okay. okay. But uh, no matter what, uh, I'm I'm going to ask our praying friends to pray for you, Abigail, and the time you'll have with your daughter and the boyfriend. We will send the keys for living called codependency, balancing an unbalanced relationship. Also, considering marriage, are you fit to be tied? Those are available. If you'd like to get those for yourself, just call customer support at 800-488-HOPE. Anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.